Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. So welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, we have Brad Rathbone from the Bespoke Financial Group. So Brad has recently been named number one protection advisor in Primus in the UK, which is a massive achievement. achievement. And we're going to get into how he did it shortly, how he gained his business, um, how he's got to that point. Now, the best thing about Brad is he's only been doing it 24 months. So if you think somebody coming into a brand new industry and we'll talk about what he did before, it's huge testament to him. And, and yes, he does put in the hours. We were speaking last week about how, um, how he tends to do um, some of his calls on a Saturday, does Friday afternoons, and we'll get into that strategy as well. But not only about his work ethic, but he gives a lot of credit to his team and, and how they've helped him grow. Um, if you know um, Brad, Brad works with, with Lee Flanagan, which we've had on the podcast before, and he's a huge inspiration to the team, I'm sure. So we're going to get into how, how he sells insurance in this digital age and what tools he's used to make him so successful. So welcome to the podcast, Brad. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Thank if, you. Obviously, if you're listening to this on audio, you won't see this delightful coat that Brad has got in. So any, any people <laughs> that are into a fashion, get. I'll try and send you the video of this. I'll get a screenshot on social. His jacket is on point, I'm telling you. So <laughs> thanks for being so stylish. I've got a coat and then maroon jumper on, so we're a bit leagues apart, mate, leagues apart. <laughs> so how's the uh, how's business been so far? Good, mate. Good. Um... I think coming back after the after the new year, everyone, I think speaking to everyone in the industry, the um, you get like a little bit of anxiety come back, don't you? Like you have like well, especially myself, I had a bit bit more time off this year over Christmas. I had like three weeks off, so oh, when nice. you come back, you think like three months and uh, three weeks, or you think where do I start again? Like you know what I mean? You got no calls booked in, or you have minimal minimal booked in, um, and you come back. But I think when you speak to people, everyone everyone's in the same boat, honor and. Um, obviously, it just takes one phone call, club, and you're back to it one week out of the way. And um, I've knocked back really, mate. It's been a, had a good start to the year. Um, January was really good, and then February is has been good. February is already always tough, isn't it? Because it's a short month, but it's um, it's been good, mate. It's been really good. Good, good, good. It's I always find coming back after after Christmas period is remembering all your passwords. It's like, I know, I know <laughs> getting into the computer, and you just can't. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. So, tell us a bit about. Before you worked for Bespoke, what did you do? Um, so how far do you want me to go back, Chris? Do you want me to go back all the way to as far, yeah, as, far back as I can remember? All kind of thing, yeah, as far back as you remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so when I left school, I left school with, with quite good grades, but I was one of them kids where I didn't really know what I wanted to do, Chris. Um, yeah, obviously, a lot of people going, a lot of people, especially in the middle of where you were like engineers or following the dad's footsteps and I didn't really want to do do anything like that. I'm not really like the manual type of person. Um, and in my head, I've always come from a like, sport on backgrounds. Um, family are quite sporty. Um, and for some reason, in my head, I did, I, in the back of my head, I wanted to be a physio. I don't know why. I, oh, right. I thought I wanted to be a physiotherapist. So I went to uh, went to college, um, just local college, municipal college, and did my um my sports science there. Um, to be fair, I actually I actually enjoyed college. I actually did did enjoy it. Um, and like then I thought, you know, I'll take the uh take the step to uni. I think it was just more that just more so following yeah. a bit like a sheep do you know what I mean just follow my mates my mates were going to uni some were going to America 
Um, and I thought, do you know what, I'll go to uni. Applied for uni, thought I was starting. I thought, you know what, it's, um, it's not for me, this. Really? Just, just not for me. I knew, I knew people who had done sports yeah. in the past and um, I hadn't really got anything from it in terms of work-wise, et cetera. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I just, you know, when you, I just thought about it and I thought, I'm not going to do it. So I just took a little bit of time out of uni. Um, luckily, in the background, I was working part-time through college and, and as I was about to start uni um, in Asda. Um, so I used to, um, I started on the trolleys. When you go to a supermarket and you see the trolleys in the car park, and you see the men collecting all the trolleys and putting them back in the bins. That's what I did. That's a skill, uh, <laughs> mate. Keep, keep it in line oh, the car mate, park. Honestly, it was, uh, it was, you know, I actually didn't mind it in the summer because you're out, you had your polo on, yeah. you're casting a tan and then got to the winter and you're pushing 36 trolleys through snow and you think, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I did that for a year and then I ended up in, um, I got like a little upgrade and ended up moving into the, the warehouse out the back and um, where it's part of like the home shopping team. Um, so I just, I just did that, mate. And I, so when I did go to uni, I thought I'm going to take a, probably a year out um, of education just, just to get a, get a grasp of what I actually want to do. And there was a lot of things going from here to go abroad to do things or um, I just honestly just didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, and then um, came across a family friend, a guy called Nathan Steele, who's the principal of Sport Health. Um, oh. So he's been a family friend for years and just um, had a chat with him and he mentioned obviously there's a couple of part-time roles going. Um, what we call it influencing um, which is where you refer business in um, to an advisor and you get paid on the back of it so I did that for a little bit and just did it blind really didn't have a clue if I was going to be any good or what I was going to do um, and I was actually quite good in it the first month the, um, I think I, I think even caught Nathan by surprise and after a month um, I, passed, I passed in 20-30 leads um, so obviously to me at the time it was like eight and pounds of max um, so this money was coming, like I was getting paid, and I was thinking, oh my god, like money was going to my bank, and I was thinking, I've never, I, I think that was my first wage that was like sixteen hundred quid, and I thought, wow, this is like money I've never had before. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was like twenty one at the time, um, and then just just went from there. And then next thing you know, he, he said, um, Lee wants to have a Lee wants to have a chat with you. You, you want to come in the office, and then just went from there. Fair play, and yeah. that's I can't wait to get into this because yeah. this is actually going to be more valuable as a podcast than I thought because you did it. You were an introducer. You had no industry knowledge whatsoever, yet you were pro- providing bespoke with 30 lead, 20, 30 people a month. So I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil it now. I want people to listen a bit further into the podcast, but we'll get into how you did that because that's essentially what it is, isn't it? We want leads. How do we get leads so we can pull through that? That's great. So, so when did you start for bespoke and how old were you? Um, 21. Um, I was 21. When I started influencing, 22 as I started as a full-time advisor. Okay. Yeah. So when you started, what did you think about the team? What were what were the overarching values of the company? Would you say that's had yeah. a, a positive influence on your on your working ability? Massive, mate. Massive. I remember they always say, I remember the first day when I walked into the actual bespoke office, because obviously it was all new to me. I'd never walked into anything like that before. So I was walking up the stairs. I remember in the old offices that we had, I walked up the stairs and, Never been so nervous in my whole, my whole entire life. And I knew we had a training call. That's why I was in. Um, okay. And I walked in. And I just remember, like, everyone, I sat there and everyone came up to me and everyone's, like, giving me a hug and, and shake my hand. And no one even knew who I was. Um, really? walking around and introduced me to all the admin team. And I just sat there and I, like, I, I'm, like, I'm like that person. Do you know when you go in a room and you get, like, the loud people? I'm one and people, I'll sit back first and, like, take everything and look, like, analyse it and stuff. And I remember just, like, listening to conversations. And I thought, well, this is like I mentioned. I come from a sporty background, and obviously at the, at, the, at the time there was a lot of like a lot of football ads in there, which oh, made it quite a little bit easier. So, kind of reminded me. I always say it reminded me of like a football change room. The first, 
like okay. obviously the graph like everyone graphs like they um everyone does work hard but at the same time they all have a good laugh yeah um and i'm just sitting there and like seeing the pranks and it just puts me put me at ease and, like one or two days in i felt like i was at home already like really? i've got close to so many so many people straight away and that that helped but the, the team is that upper sport team is it's unbelievable mate it's unreal so that's two years ago so you walked through the door yeah. two years ago for a training to training call yeah. two years later you're picking up number one protection advisor in primus so yeah. i don't know if you can do but can you share your numbers of what you made you win that award um so numbers wise for the full year um oh god i know points wise in primus which is paid right, that's how it average. works yeah, so it was five hundred and fifty, um, five hundred fifty thousand points. Um, case wise, um, so case counts. Um, I believe you know what I'm doing all these numbers. I believe it was around thirteen hundred cases last year. God. Um, so that was like thirteen hundred protection policy. So that might be under, I might be underselling that there. I think there might be a little bit more, but bang well, on at there. least hundred. So we're talking twenty five a week, really, aren't we? Hundred a month. Oh, a minimum. I didn't do it. I didn't do a month where I did under um hundred protection policies. Um, it was always over hundred. A max, the max I did was um, 189, 189 protection policies, and and that was in June, June 21. Um, so I've got a, um, I've got I've got a lot of pressure on me this year to, to beat that number. So <laughs> I think this should be quite interesting for people because there'll be a lot of people that are thinking of getting into this industry, listening to the podcast. Yeah. There'll be mortgage brokers out there that want to increase their protection numbers. Yeah. Do you find? any times of the year are quieter or busier just to put people at ease and go oh right i'm really quiet in december but you're like look listen i, I sell the most protection in primus that's normal yeah. do you find that of course of course i even like even now like so this week that we're doing now mm-hmm. the, the kids are off school so immediately i just you kind of expect not to be quiet but mm-hmm. not you're not going to sell as much just because you're going to have kids Kids off school, my, my, I sell most of the time during the day and they'll, they'll time on the night, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The daytime, now is for parents, it's going to be off, they're going to be with the kids, like, yeah. off out somewhere, do you know what I mean? Um, but just in terms of time of the year, of course, we have, like, the middle of the year, I know it's always going to be busy, but for myself, like I mentioned at the start, December time is, it's kind of, um, I, I always I always class it as, like, 11-month year. Um, right. Just because December, I kind of, like, try, try to wind down, um and get, get away because usually through the year um, I, don't really, I don't really have much time off I, I like to just graft them when it gets to Christmas time then enjoy my time off then yeah um, so yeah it, I think it all just depends in terms of I think you can if you want a month where you want it busy you can make it busy um, like you could make this I could make December busy if I wanted to make it busy um, I think it's all just just down on what you're doing like I mentioned you are just with everything you know what I mean you are going to get times when you're not, not as busy you are going to get days where you're not that busy but it all it all adds up, doesn't it? And it all it all works out. Okay, so two things I think would be really valuable for people listening is first, what does a phone call look like to you? Is it a structured one or is it that you play it by ear? And I don't want you to give away trade secrets here, but I think it'd be interesting for people to know yeah. what makes you so successful. Um, so there's there's two different types of phone calls that I'll I'll talk you through. So my first phone call to a client is always it's like an introduction. Um so if I get a referral from from let's just say one of my friends, um, I have like set days where so it depends on what I've got planned for the week. But Saturday mornings usually my religiously I'll be in the office for half nine, half nine or twelve. I'll have a little blast where all the referrals I've got from the week I'll give the client a call, um, go for what we call intro reason close, uh, intro reason close. Sorry, so obviously I'll introduce myself as who I am and where I'm working from, the reason that I'm giving my call. So 
let's just say I got I got the um I got your number passed from Chris just regarding the life insurance, obviously whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, in closing, just saying, obviously, can, can I help you? Um, is there anything I can help you with? Can I catch you on Monday, Tuesday next week? Say Monday, and then it's afternoon, evening, um, morning, afternoon, or evening. Um, so that'll be my first, and that literally is like it's thirty second phone call. That one, it's just to introduce myself and get that appointment booked in. So that's when I'm filling my diary up, um, and then when that diary is full, um, and that appointment's fully set in, um, <laughs> then I will obviously let's just say it's a Monday, half nine. Then that's when that we're kind of booking that half an hour out then. Mm-hmm. Um, with that client, I don't know. If, I assume most protection advisors will probably do a similar thing um, along those lines. Um, but in that half an hour one, it's kind of—I wouldn't say it's structured um, because I, a lot of my business, a lot of my sales, etc., I put down to building up all the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's everyone, it, literally every client I speak to is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it couldn't be structured. The only thing is structured, obviously, the fact finding and the stuff that I go through in terms of the medical, etc., making sure I'm getting all them right details, but. Like I mentioned, I wouldn't class my um I wouldn't class my actual appointment phone call as being structured just because like I mentioned, I put all my sales down to building report and, and like I mentioned, everyone is different with that. So it's um, I suppose it, it's it's a great way. The way that bespoke is set up is you if you've got an influencer that used to be you that's yeah. introducing their leads, mm-hmm. there's there's more chance if it's one of your introducers, you'll kind of know that person or you'll move in the same circles. So you've instantly got a friend finder straight away, I suppose, to talk about, haven't you? Massive, and that's like one thing. I um, one thing I always say is when when I have influencers who, who, who give me leads, I'll always try and get a bit of background on my clients straight away. So let's just say we pass someone in. It's come from one of my most of my influencers have got a sporty background. Mm-hmm. Um, so nine times out of ten, the people that are passing in is going to come from a sporty background as well. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I get on the phone, I'm just trying to establish like a connection straight away. Whether it's football, whether it's golf, um, holidays, kids, anything. You know what I mean? Anything I can get my hands on, like that, that I'm going to link with. And I'll have a chat for five minutes. When I get on the phone, first five minutes, I don't even mention insurance. Honestly, I don't want this. Uh, no one wants to get on the phone. It's funny. Yeah. I'm selling insurance, but no one wants to get on the phone and talk about insurance. You know what I mean? You, you want to have a bit of crap. And they, I always say that by the time I get off the phone, obviously, I want to make sure that I'm family protected, right? But I want to, I want that client to feel like they have a friend as well. And, and same for me, like, do you know what I mean? I've, I, some of my clients now are like my best friends. It's, it's mental. And that's the most successful people that I've had on the podcast and dealt with in the past. Yeah. They do have friends because they're much more likely to come back to you. And the power of social media, obviously I'm big on social, but it allows you, and this isn't being creepy whatsoever. If you know you've got a call with somebody, they've got a profile on social media. You can find out what their interests are. One of the big, one of the best stories I've ever heard, if you ever follow Gary V is when a bloke bought a crate of wine from him and he found out, I think maybe he was like a Jets fan or something. So he bought a piece of Jets memorabilia and sent it to him. Without social media, he would never have seen him talking about it on Twitter. So I suppose social media helps you as well gain that report by finding out what their interests are. Yeah, massive. Nothing wrong with massive. it, is there? No, of course not, of course. I'm, I'm assuming like if if the client knows your name as well before the call, then they're, they're going to look at yourself as well, aren't they? Yeah. Especially everything now with, with COVID and stuff. When when you're working over the phone, people like to put it like an face to the name, don't they? Well, I do any, I, like I know I do anyway. Yeah. Um. So I like to actually know I'm talking to. Like, yeah, it's it's um. I like you mentioned it's profile, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You've got on the phone and you know they've got kids and you know they, they support like myself. They support middles were like myself, and then <laughs> if you talk about that straight away, then it, it, it's just obviously our industry's built on trust. There's, there's more trust there straight away. Here's sense. a quick one for you. Have you got to be a Middlesbrough fan to work at Bespoke, or are you allowed to support other teams? <laughs> You no, they actually, honestly, there actually isn't that many Middlesbrough fans in the um in the office, you know. Neither, neither in the UK, mate, either. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, Chrissy Wilder's got us flying on him, so we, uh, we'll be picking up soon with Ori. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's get onto the social media section and, and how we use yeah. these to generate leads. It might not be necessarily yeah. use social media to generate leads all the time, but on social media, what are your three top tips or any top tips you could give someone on how to win leads? And it could be the use of influencers. It could be just yeah. cold, hard DMing people. What would you do? Yeah. Um, so one thing when I started, when you touched on at the start with my, my influencing, that's the first time I'd really ever use social media for business. Um, and that's when I see my first bit of success. I remember when I started, just put like a daft little uh, a little post out saying, obviously just letting people know that I'd started as an influencer for Bespoke and um, obviously offering the services. And I remember at the time it got like, it went through the roof in terms of interaction with likes and comments and people sharing it and people messaging. And I thought, well, this is easy. This. I remember sitting there <laughs> thinking this is easy. One post now. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously like, I was, I'd say like where I am, like obviously from the background that I was with people in Asda, that, that suited me perfect because I was working with a lot of, um, a lot of like middle-aged people, working class, they were just commenting straight away saying, obviously, congratulations. Like, um, and that's just when I was message straight away was going into them. Like, I was just honestly at the time, 21 old, I was ruthless. I was just messaging everyone. Um, and that, that, obviously, interaction from that. I remember I was, um, when I started as an influencer, turns out I put the post out, seven leads came from that post straight away, um, all converted. Um, and I just thought, and that's when I thought this is, this is so easy. <laughs> so if we just strip that post back, because I know you yep. guys have been spoken big on this, that was simply just asking for the business, wasn't it? What's in? What's what's the harm of just putting a post out going, I do this? Can you? Can yeah. can it? Does anybody want any help with this? Cost nothing. Literally, I had a conversation with um, someone who started out on on Friday as well, and she said like she put a post out and she didn't get no interaction from it in terms of just letting people know what 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 she's doing but I said it was like obviously I put that post out firstly and I've got loads of interaction and then I've done it since and not got a lot of interaction but I said like it's sticking in people's minds now you know what I mean and, and when I say even like now we can go out and you can go to pubs and and you can you know, mix with people it's, it's still on the mind and so as I think of life insurance or I think of any insurance at all I think of Brad um, so that's what I said it was like it's just sticking with people you might not get loads of interaction you might not get no leads from it at all but you, you're still you're still reaching people with it you know what I mean it's still it's still it's still giving people that word like, massive that smile on my face because that is a big thing it's it's not about breaking the internet with one post is it it's just consistently drip feeding to your clients so what do you do to drip feed what um social media platforms do you use what content yeah. do you put out there because a lot of the people that listen to this struggle with what to talk about and especially protection because it as you say nobody wants to talk about insurance yeah, so this is um this is something this year that I've spent a lot of time with with Leon. Um, I, I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm a wizard on social media. I'm not I I'm not great on social media. It's something that at the start of the year when I sat down with Lee, we mentioned development and, and where I can improve. Social media is right at the top of my list. I've, it's it? something I've got to improve, and I think that's just the way the industry is going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with that um, so. What was the question? Oh, so what, are you, what are you doing internally? <laughs> He's got that much development in his head and he can't remember the questions. Um, so what are you doing on social media at the minute? What are you doing to develop? Because you're obviously getting a lot of leads as we speak. Are your clients yeah. shouting about you on social media or what are you learning to do on social? Yeah, so one of the biggest things I've took, took from Lee this year so far with the, with the, one, the ones and, um, and the way he's helped me is it's just simple. It's, it, it, all he tells me to do is document my day. So in our industry, all, all we say is, 
people buy from people, which they do. So if I'm putting on social media every day about life insurance and this and income protection and mm-hmm. kids critical and people are thinking, God, give it a rest, you know what I mean? Um, whereas I'm putting stuff on to actually document my day, not even and then drip drip feeding the life insurance and every every once a week, twice a week. Um, and uh, people actually think, oh, do you know what? It's actually a really real, real person. It's actually yeah. like a, it's actually a normal lad, which I, which I am. Like uh, everyone who knows me will know that. Like just a normal bro lad, you know what I mean? I, I do I do normal things. Get, do you get more interaction on the stuff that you document than you do on the business stuff? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I do. Like if I put a business post out, you get a mild, a mild interaction. Whereas if I put a personal post out or like a one in the middle, it, like I get a lot of interaction. And I always, I said that this is, I said to Lee, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really use LinkedIn. Um, a lot of my stuff that I do is Facebook. Um, <laughs> but LinkedIn is something that I'm, I'm, I'm working on and something that I'm. I'm going to improve on it. And I remember after the day after I won my award, um, with the, the Primus Award, I my my best mate, all my best mate plays for Middlesbrough as well, and it, they played Manchester United the next day. Yeah. Um. So obviously that was like a personal side of things, and and obviously you're playing centre half against Ronaldo, and he had Ronaldo in his back pocket. Honestly, he was he was a joke. Um. And it's been my, one of my best mates since I've been a kid. And I remember putting a LinkedIn post on the next day, and I put about myself on the trophy, and then I put about him on there as well. Um, and obviously that it was the first pot of post I'd ever put on LinkedIn and the interaction went through the roof and I messaged Lee and I said well, it, well it's got like uh, obviously it's a bit, for me I'm not putting a post on LinkedIn I think I had like 10,000 10, views and I was like well like how's it met? and he just, he just replied to me saying you know do you know what to double it and I said but even, I said, would you like to know what to double it I said yes please just reply to him do two posts a day I think we've got it's relentless <laughs> do you know what's funny oh. though I remember that post because after I'd booked yeah. you onto the podcast, I was on LinkedIn and then you popped up and there was a photo of you with your award and somebody playing football. And I was yeah. like, them two didn't get together. I'm going to click on it. And then I read the post yeah. because of it. Now, if that was just you holding your trophy or maybe it was just a post saying, I've just won an award, blah, 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 probably wouldn't have looked at it. But because you had something different that I always say, we try and especially with our content, we try and create content that stops people. And I don't want to, I don't want to nick wonders kind of wonder films. If you look at their content, it's awesome. They're all about beat the scroll, stopping people yep. from scrolling. That's all we're trying to do on social. We're trying to stop people from scrolling onto the next post. So you need yep. to do something different to stand out, don't you? And you've obviously yep. done that. Now generating your leads, obviously you didn't do it on social. So how did you generate the majority of your leads to win the award? Um, it's a range of different. Obviously, leads coming from coming from as many possible angles as you can get is is the right. main aim to do it. But most of my business is it's all referral based, self referral based, mm-hmm. and they come from obviously a part of that is coming from influencers introduced right. like introduces. Sorry. Um, which what is do you do just, to get the re- what do people do to refer? Because I know Lee spoke about a specific way. He does it on social, or do you say to everybody at the end of the call, "Tell me five people that I could yeah. help." Yeah, so obviously I'm signposting that as I'm going through anyway. Um, so I'm oh, mentioning right. that obviously I'm self I'm self-employed. We everything that we do is self obviously self-referral. And just at the end of the call, elders. So one of the one of the things I'll say at the end of the call is, um, I don't want it. Let's see when I, when I do this, I don't want everyone to come across pussy. Do you know what I mean? If if someone says no to me, then that's fine. Do you know what I mean? What's I'm not going to say, well, come on, come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'll just say at the end of the call, obviously, obviously everything will come through the post. I'll be happy with everything. Perfect. If you need anything, let me know. Um, on the back of it, obviously, if you know anyone at all that we can help, anyone with kids, mortgages, um, self-employed people, anyone we can help um, with the life insurance as well, please let me know. Um, obviously, if you send me the number, I'll get in touch with them. And if anything comes back, obviously, we'll, well, I, I'll help you out as well, whether it's a little gift or mm-hmm. um, anything like that. I'll, 
the longer than lines. But then most of my stuff will come from um, obviously referrals on social media. So um, like I mentioned, obviously with yourself, put, just putting a post on social media, um, just saying, just getting the client to say, obviously, thank you for doing X, Y, and Z. They saved me £20 a month and I'm getting a better level of cover. Um, that goes a long way, that, because then it's, it's real, isn't it? It's people. And then, it's, again, it's reaching another person's network that I would never have reached. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've got a call coming through there. Um, That's right. Um, this is it, guys. He's on the podcast. He's still got business flying through his phone. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna touch on that because I did speak to Lee about this on on the podcast yeah. before, and I want, I want to try and drive this home. Really, is what Brad's talking about there is instead of getting somebody to leave a review on your Facebook page, you're yeah. asking them to write a social, a Facebook post, but tag yeah. you into it because that post will reach all of their network, won't it? That's what you guys are really big on, and. I, it was a bit like a mind shift for me. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, because I always remember Lee saying to me, they post on my wall, it only goes to my my network and they already know that what I do with the posts yeah. and, and just who I am. Um, whereas if this client is, let's just say, for example, obviously like Middlesbrough Middlesbrough based, let's just say a client from Sunderland or um, Sheffield and they're putting on their actual Facebook and obviously Lee says tag friends, get them to tag their friends in as well. But even if they just put a post, it's still going to reach their network and like I mentioned, they're, to them, I'm a name that I've never seen before. So it's, it's interesting straight away. They're going to click on my profile, look at my profile, and mm-hmm. mention if, if it gets a couple of comments on there, then perfect. It's better than nothing, isn't it? And then what can happen is they click on your profile, as you said, go through yeah. to it, see a couple of posts about you supporting Middlesbrough, that you've been down the football yeah. at the weekend. All yeah. of a sudden, they're like, well, do I phone Brad about my life insurance? Or do I phone Mary Smith, who I don't know anything yeah. about Mary Smith? Well, I'm much more oh. likely to phone Brad because... I know a bit about him. I feel more comfortable knowing that one of my friends has used him. Yeah. Great way to do it. Right. So then let's get onto the strategy question. So this is one I ask everybody. And I always send the question before the podcast, just to give you a bit of a heads up. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to Scotland, North of Scotland. Mm -hmm. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an internet connection. This could be quite easy for you because you were an influencer, but what would you do to start generating new leads? I love this question, you know. Do you? I love it. You know what? Since, since you told me, right, it's been, I think about it all the time. Because it's kind of like, it's a million It's a million pound question, really, isn't it? It's like, yeah. everyone's answer is going to be different, Anna. Everyone's going to have a different way. Um, exactly. For me, um, I'd make sure my laptop was fully charged, my phone was fully charged. Um, no, I've never had but... that response in 43 episodes. <laughs> I've never had that one. So, fair play. I didn't talk about a charger, so you might have to nip to yeah. a cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, honestly, what, what we'd do, would you, during the day, I'd, I'd put myself somewhere, the busiest place you can find, whether it's a Costa or, I don't know if they'd have a Costa in this okay. little in this little village in Scotland, but it was like a Costa or whatever, just somewhere that is that is busy, got people coming in and out of, sit there. Um, obviously, you're not going to be busy at the time because you're not going to have any um, any clients at the minute, but make yourself look busy, as busy as you can. Um, and network with people, just just get talking to people, the more, as I say, the more hands you shake, the more money you make, which is true. The more people that you talk to, the more the, the more appointments you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the day, I put myself in there. Um, if you sit there all day, you're going to have people coming past asking you if you're all right. And if people are going to hear you on the phone, they're going to they're going to say, "What is it that you do? Are you get it now? Even I get it now. I'll try and work in a different place, like whether it's a Costa or um, I'm in I'm in a Hilton hotel now. I work I work in a Hilton hotel in downstairs. Um, you get oh, people okay. walking past asking asking how are you? Are you still doing insurance? Yeah. Um, and so I do that during the day. So I'll be in a cost rod in a busy place during the day, somewhere where I can network mm-hmm. on a night. It's going to be, I think this is the, 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 going to be the important one. It's against somewhere that's busy. So you might laugh at you, but I, I'm honestly going to say somewhere like 
get yourself to a pub or um, restaurant on a night. Um, if, you, if you're sat in a pub on your own, um, someone's going to come over, aren't they? Someone's going to talk. Yeah. Uh, someone's going to come point. and talk to you. Um, and again, it's just just networking with that with that with that person. Um, you're going to they're going to ask you what you do for work. You're going to get onto that. Um, then that's a start. Then one, as soon as you get one client, and it's got to be a snowball because you're going to get referrals from the client. You're going to get social media posts from that client. Mm-hmm. Then people in that as soon as that social media post comes on, is mate the, the next time it comes in the pub, he's going to come and check you again. And he, yeah. um, I was going to say you're that insurance man, aren't you? Um, and then one thing that we're big on after sport, which is um, it's, again, it's going to link with the pub stuff. You're going to network. You're going to find out sports teams. You're going to find out who's who's the local football team around here. Who's, who's the captain? Um, get just get yourself to them sports teams on the weekend. Um, get yourself doing team talks. Um, and you always you're always always going to get business on the back of. Have you ever done that yourself? I know Lee's very beginning. Have you done the corner football and gone and spoken to spoken to football teams? When I started the first six months, obviously I was quite limited because COVID kicked in in like the, in Feb. Um, yeah. But when I first started that January, February time, um, I, every weekend, it was every weekend, I'd come in on a Saturday, do my phone calls, and I'd have a team talk to do at like one o'clock. Um, so I'd go, knock, obviously I'd, I'd have a plan before and um, go in the home change rooms, do my team talk, which is literally two minutes max, mm-hmm. and then go out the door into the away change rooms, do it again. Obviously text the gaffers after the game, um, ask how they got on. Um, Takes a lot of... Uh... A lot of balls to do that, excuse me, but do you know what I mean? That's to, to go and stand in a, in a, so what, what Brad's talking about here, Lee spoke about it on the, on the um, podcast he was on as well, is he yeah. will go to a football game where there's what you've got 30 blokes and yeah. at half time or at the beginning of the game or at the end of the game, he will go and stand in the dressing room and talk to them about life insurance, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I, uh, just going back on how, how scary it was. I remember the first one I did, um, Honestly, I've never like I mentioned, I was twenty-one at the time. Um, travelled to travel to a school where these it was about half an hour away where these lads were playing. And I actually knew a couple of lads who, who were playing in the team, which kind of made it a little bit easier. But honestly, at the time, didn't make it easier at all. I remember just pulling up, and you know when you sat, I was sat in my car, and I was thinking, do I really need to do this? Like, I was thinking, I hope the game gets called off. I hope I get There's no one there. Yeah, and I remember just opening the door to school, and all I could do was like boom, 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 like loud music, and I thought. God. And I was thinking this can't be them. As I was getting closer where the changing rooms where I was honestly it was getting louder, and I just thought oh, it's them. Knocked on the door, captain opened the door, and I was like, Oh wow, the other lads are, like jumping about. They didn't even kick off, they didn't even play the game. The lads were bouncing about, and I thought, Oh, what am I gonna do here? So I remember going, I was like, I'm I am I am a shy person. Like before I started this job, I was even shy than what I am now. Um so it was a big so thing. I remember, I remember. me going in there, it was massive, yeah. And uh, I remember just being stood in the corner and all the lads are quiet and you've got, you just got to think, you've got 25 football lads staring at you and you're thinking, oh, God, I just want the ground to follow you up. But then you start talking and you, you get through it and like I mentioned, it's, um, it's a minute, two minutes max because that's all I want you for. Two, you know, lads, yourself, a minute, a minute and a half, they just switch off straight away. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you just got blasted out and honestly, I walked out the change rooms after and it was the best feeling in the world. Honestly, it was and I remember just, it was a Saturday, I remember just getting back into my car, putting the music on and I thought, well, that was meant. And honestly, I got, um, in, that was in February. That in February, um, like for people in protection, knows what like a thousand pounds a month was. That was my second month. I did a thousand pounds in that month in premium, um, and that was all that I wanted. Team talks. Remember, I did a day, in, um, and I did now with now it's like my normal target, but I did like one hundred and fifty quid premium in a day, and I was like, wow, wow. like, and that that was all. Literally, every every single one of them sales was from the back of a team talk. It's not not just like protection. That was it was like life 
life insurance, critical illness. Because um, when you get in there, you have like middle-aged 40 lads, 30-year-olds. They've all got mortgages or kids or they've got one or the other, do you know what I mean? So it's... You're always right, make a leg or something of football and you need something in place. Exactly. And then you tend to find there's a lot of people that are self-employed as well, aren't they? You're playing uh, football. Uh, I think four back arms. Yeah, do you know what? It's the best thing ever. It's going to sound harsh, but there's nothing better when you walk in a changing room, a footy changing room, you see someone sat there with a pot on or you know, <laughs> someone, you know someone's up playing because they're injured. Well, what have you done? Oh, I mean, I broke my arm. Nightmare, do you know what I mean? You'd go, you'd go three grand for that, you'd go four grand for that. Really, yeah, and then, you can actually and then all the lads are switched on. Then do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it's just it's it's a little icebreaker because you have a little bit. of You want to go in. You want to have a laugh with the lads. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to go in and be all serious saying, "Oh, I mean, just like the insurance one," and you not have a laugh. You want to get in and have a bit of crack with them. And like you mentioned, you get them on side, and like it all goes down just being a normal person. And like exactly. you mentioned, building that building a good rapport with them. But you have to put you put yourself in quite a. A scary situation there, haven't you? But it's paid off. What's interesting that that team talk. I mean, I love that concept. But the one thing that you said that I've not heard anybody else say is yes, they've said the coffee shops, but the restaurants and the bars at night—that's a massive. I think what you're good at is you're picking out places and you think right, where's got the most footfall? Where can I speak to people? Because you you can't forget that owners of those businesses are real people as well. You could be chatting to the barman. And he could be talking about life insurance. You know what I mean? It's not just the customers that are coming in. Really we have an um, we have an advisor at, at the sport, um, guy called Sean, and I'm, I swear he's the best network I've ever seen in my life. Really, and we um, honestly, he's unbelievable. And like, I'll be in, I'll be in the office on like a Saturday morning doing my, you know, like crafting, doing my phone calls and stuff. And like, he'll just go, he'll just go to a pub on a Saturday night. And I've just, I've been, I've literally went before and just watched him, just watch him, and he'll just go and sit and talk to people, and he'll come back and I'll be like, where have you been? He's like, oh. I've got eight appointments and I'm thinking, I had to sit in phone call this morning, two hours just picking the phone to people. I've got seven appointments booked and you two hours in a pub and a couple of pints and you, you've got, and that, that's literally where that's come from there. Like it's, you, the best way to do it is just network and just, like I mentioned, the more the more people you know, the more appointments you're going to get, the more recognised you're going to be. And that's just where it's I think what you've that. said there is there's, there's no substitute for meeting people face to face, is there? So pubs, no. restaurants, coffee shops. But what you've spoke about social is social gives them a great way to verify you as a human being. Do you know what I mean? They could meet you in the pub and then yeah. follow me awesome. on social. I went to a networking event the other night, follow me on social, get me on social. Because after that conversation goes, they're never really going to do it there and then. But they're never going to do it after then to get them to do it there and then. Then they could maybe spend three months looking at your content. Then they're on the phone yeah. to you. Yeah. Exactly. You need that mix exactly. of both, don't you? Definitely. So coffee shops and restaurants, that's the um, that's the, the main areas that you'd recommend and take your yeah. laptop with you. What's interesting yeah. is you haven't really spoken about setting up social media pages and, and there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's interesting because yeah. people from Bespoke think very much about the people and, and that's why the business is so successful yeah. as it is. Yeah, I think that social media comes on the back of it, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like I mentioned, once you get that first client and then that's when you've got a, then you can, actually that's when you've got to maximise your social media there from, from there with the referrals, haven't you? And then you can, you're growing from there. Awesome, mate. Well, I hope people have got a few golden nuggets there. There's loads in there that, that they can pick. Um, it's interesting to hear about the way that you do the phone calls. It's interesting to talk about yeah. how you did the, the football team talk. But massively, yeah. it's about building that rapport, isn't it? That's why you've become so yeah. successful. Definitely, mate. 100%. That's what all, every bit of my success that I've got, it's, especially with appointments, it's it's down to building rapport and, and building that relationship with clients. It's, yeah. it's massive. Awesome, Matt. Yeah. Well, before we cut off the podcast, I asked you before we started, um, 
I'll donate ten pounds to a charity of your choice to say a thank you for coming on. Which charity did you want to make the donation to? Thank you for that, mate. So we have a um, a woman based in Middlesbrough called Gemma Lee. Um, um, so just to give you a little bit of a background and, and for everyone listening as well, it's a it's a massive story. Gemma was diagnosed with um, a cancer a few years ago. It was a, a rare form of cancer, um, and she only got a certain amount of time left to live. Um, but Gemma receives treatment now, which is um, it costs five thousand pounds a month to, to just for her to live to be able to survive. Um, so it costs sixty grand a year. Um, you might have seen it on the social media. To be fair, she, um, I've seen. I have seen. Her uh, husband um, is the manager at Hartlepool, um, and when they played Crystal Palace in the FA Cup, Crystal Palace raised um, enough money for her to have a year's worth of treatment. Oh, um, so it's just yeah, it's just a constant, constant fundraiser for Gemma to be able um, to be able to survive and to be able to keep living. So uh, yeah, yeah, that that be my charity, mate. Fantastic. Well, Brad, before we cut off, thank you so much for coming on and congratulations thank on the you. award, mate, number one. That must feel a, feel good to have. Do you get a trophy yeah. and everything, yeah? Yeah, mate, I've got a trophy. Where's a ton as well, yeah? Got, yeah, I've got a <laughs> yeah, can't take it now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brad, thanks very much for coming on. And if anybody wants to have a thank chat you. with Brad, I'm sure your inbox is open. You're going to be big on LinkedIn. You're big on socials, Facebook, Instagram as well. 100%, mate. If anyone wants anyone any questions or wants a phone call, just drop, me, drop it into my LinkedIn and... I'll, um, I'm, I'm more than open for that, yeah. Chuck my number about and you can have a conversation. It's, it's absolutely fine, yeah. Awesome. Brad, thanks again, mate. Thanks. Speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you. So, thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.